Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast. I am your host. I'm your host, Steve Kramer. Almost forgot my own name right there as we are digging into the 2-3 zone offense with Coach Anthony Troshak and really trying to share with you some of the things that can make your 2-3 zone offense more effective. Now, this is some audio from a recent presentation that we had in one of our Coach's Edge meetings. And if you're listening the day this is published, it was just a, a couple days ago with Coach Anthony Troshak. Now, he, he had about an hour-long presentation just sharing some of the things that he's been working on with the Coach's Edge. And here's some of the things that he touched on with those that were at our meeting. Some of the keys, foundational keys, the 2-3 zone offense, some of the habits that we want to try to have and do often, some of the screening options on ball and off ball, as well as some of the good solid basketball actions that we can use against the 2-3 zone. And then he digs into tips for rebounding, some of the player types, the personnel aspects that we wanna have, and then some of the drills, how we can incorporate some of these aspects into our practices so that when we do play against that 2-3 zone, we can be much more effective. And realistically, a lot of these principles really apply to any type of zone that you're playing against. And Coach Troshak has put together an entire course or package for our CoachesEdge.coach members. It's like a nine-part video series breakdown, taking a deep dive into these different aspects. He's using PowerPoint. He's using fast draw. He's using, you know, game film, high school, college game film to break down for, for our members to see what they're, what they really should be looking at and how it applies to game situations. It's phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. This presentation was one of the best presentations I've ever seen for real. And uh, so if you're curious about getting access to that, as well as everything else that we offer with the Coach's Edge, go to coachesedge.coach to register. You want to get locked in. Going to get locked in because at some point next month, we're going to hire the quarterly rate for the coach's edge. And we want you to get in, get a, a, a better deal than it already is. Unbelievable deal with accessing hundreds of our video breakdowns, huge emphasis on skill development with the coach's edge. So hundreds of player development drills that you can do uh, with your team, PDFs different playbooks for different situations, whether that's man, whether that's zone, uh, specials. And my favorite is, you know, what we've been doing the past couple of weeks is our members only meetings where we jump on, we talk basketball, whether it's zone offense, four out, one in, whether it's practice planning, it could be FIBA three on three and how we can apply that. It could be a specific skill such as shooting the basketball. Uh, summer basketball camps we'll touch on next month. Like it's just a lot of good stuff. So if you're not a part of the Coach's Edge, I mean, it's it's just a lot of fun, a lot of different ways you can you know, benefit from being a member. Go to coachesedge.coach to get started. And right now we appreciate you listening as we dig into about 20 minutes audio from our presentation with Coach Tro. Appreciate Coach Tro and thank you for listening. Let's get to it. So going over two, three zone offense stuff. And a lot of it is not necessarily like a play or a set. I will show a couple and I have more if you want to, but you can go to the coach's edge and coach Kramer's already uploaded multiple ones that myself himself and uh, coach AJ Burton have kind of put together. So those are up there, but I really want to talk about like things that you can uh, take to your team and they can be keys uh, and they can be habits for whatever zone offense you run. Because maybe you are loaded with guards, maybe you're loaded with bigs. These principles, these concepts are still going to apply regardless of what you run on offense. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is 
couple things to do against a two three zone if you can run it against it if you can rebound against it if you can screen it move it or drive it um if you can do like two of those things really really well it's going to help out your zone offense so maybe you're an athletic team maybe you're like we're going to hang our hats on running against any zone we see we're just going to beat it up the floor um maybe that you just have some size and some you know athletes too and you say we're going to run and we're going to rebound all right, those are the two things. We're not going to really worry about this other stuff. A ton will screen it a little, but we really want to just beat the zone up the floor and we want to kill the glass. Um, I've had teams that are more like, we're going to screen it and move it because we weren't extremely athletic. We could shoot well. Um, we didn't drive well against it, so we couldn't drive it. So like I said, if you can uh, focus in and hone in on two you know, of those things, I think that way you're not trying to do it all. You're just trying to focus in on what your strengths are to attack that um, two, three zone. Um, and then next thing is skill development. This is a coach Kramer quote. And it's, if your X's can't defend and rebound and your O's can't shoot and dribble and pass it, it doesn't matter what you run. So you have to work on skill development because coach Kramer can show you stuff. I can show you stuff, but if you don't have that skill development, they're not going to be able to um, execute it. And um, that's where Coach Kramer comes in, and he has phenomenal stuff on skill development, on the coach's edge. And just in general, if he's running a clinic, he can kind of tailor it to your needs. I know I had him one year come in and tailor it towards uh, ball pressure because I knew we needed to work on being able to handle the ball against pressure. Um, so X's and O's. Um, and then when, when I'm going through this, ask, like, who do you want where? Because I think personnel is kind of important and we actually have like a separate um, portion for just where you want players in a two, three zone. And then what do you want them to do when they get the ball or if they're off the ball? I think if you can limit their thinking and just have them be reactive to playing, it's more beneficial and you're going to have like a better zone offense if they know what to do with it, when to do it and what they need to do off ball. So their reads can make, have them simplify their reads. Um, in the package, uh, which I, I put together for the coaches, I, here's kind of like the outline that I go over. So I'm going to jump into that, but I don't have time all night to go into detail of everything and show clips of everything. We just we don't have time. That's why, you know, a package is going to be an hour and a half or so long, maybe even longer. Um, but we're just going to cover a couple of these tonight. So first of all, in the chat, if I had to ask you, what would be like one or two keys if you had to choose one or two keys to attacking a two, three zone defense in particular, what would they be? So go ahead, throw them in the chat right now. All right. So great stuff. We got spacing up there twice, ball movement, uh, drawing multiple defenders, screening against the zone. Um, make them move to areas and sneak behind them. All right, good, good. So we're going to cover some of this stuff, but I kind of wanted to see what you guys already like emphasize. So that way I don't, you know, re-emphasize it a ton, which it seems like there's not like an overlying, you know, concept here. So it just goes to show you, you know, there's, there's more than one way to attack a two, three zone. Um, so I'll start with some keys to attacking it. And the first is making triangles with the two nearest defenders. And that's basically going to where the defense is not. All right. So I'll show some clips of it here in a second, but you're making Triangle two nearest defenders. The benefit of that is good spacing, which a couple people mentioned. Other benefit is if you can draw two defenders to you and you catch the ball, that's better. It's a numbers game. Now you're playing uh, four on three because 
you've drawn two defenders just by being in that space. Also indecisive. Like if, if you can be in a spot where there's two defenders and those two defenders don't know who is running at or who they're supposed to take, um, they might miscommunicate. It might lead to an open shot. It might lead to two guys running it. Which brings me to my next thing is engaging two defenders. So it's E2, C4. All right, E2, C4. That means engage two defenders, see your four teammates. Um, and that could be off of a dribble. It could be off of a catch where two defenders run at you. You see your four teammates. Middle touches. If I had to star a key, I would say middle touches. If you can get the ball to the middle of the zone, um, I think it's just it, it opens up the world for everything else. And we'll talk about personnel a little at the end. And if we have more time, um, we'll talk about it when we can, I guess. Sorry. But who do you put in the middle? I, oftentimes, I know when I was growing up, it was like, we're going to put our center in the middle. We're going to put our big in the middle. And really, you need to put a playmaker in the middle. Because if you can get the ball to the middle, get to that playmaker, that's when things are going to happen. Um, that's why personnel is a separate section. So I'm going to go through a couple clips. I'll probably hit some triangles, maybe E2 and middle touches are pretty self-explanatory, but we might get to them. All right, so let's go with an uh, an E2 here. Um, so we got an E2, this player is gonna drive. He's gonna draw two defenders. So if you can teach those players to draw two defenders, it's gonna be a kick out for an open shot here. All right, so he's drawing two defenders. Now, what we also have is a triangle. So this player, 13, is making an equilateral triangle with the two nearest defenders. So if you can teach your players to make equilateral triangles, now when the ball goes there, these two players have to make a decision. Who's got the ball? If he runs at him, maybe it's just a swing to that corner. All right. He probably doesn't have the time to recover um, and run at him without giving up an open shot. So that's an E2 off of the dribble. So now we get a middle touch. We get a skip across and then we get a middle touch here. Sorry. I'm you guys' faces in the way. Now we got this, and as you can see, this player is getting, they're gonna run at him, and he's, he's a pretty good passer, so the run, now we're gonna hit the short corner. All right, so oftentimes, when a player catches in the middle, we tell them to look to score, we tell them to look for their partner on the baseline, then we tell them to kick out opposite. In this case, he's kicking out opposite. This player probably has an open shot, otherwise he can kick it to the short corner, which he does in this case. Get the ball in the middle, look opposite, baseline, ball switch sides twice in that possession, which we'll talk about some more. Um, so those are some keys. All right, Coach Kramer, don't let me forget, if we have time at the end, to go back to if coaches like flashing a guy to the middle or if they like, you know, stationary. Gotcha, we'll do. Right All right, down, so right hab <laughs> habits. These are things that um, I like to teach players that they need to habitually do against his own. One is pass fake. I'm talking about not just a simple pass fake. I want them kind of grimacing with their face. Uh, Coach Kramer talks about using the caterpillars, which are your eyebrows. All right, when that pass fakes happen, not just this, you got to sell it. All right, um, another habit we always talk about in practice is swinging and skipping the ball. And I'm sure you guys do too. Um, but ball movement, which somebody was somebody's key. But I like to say one of them deserves another. So if you swing the ball to one side of the floor, one swing deserves a skip, or one swing deserves a skip back, or a swing back, or one skip deserves a swing. So that way they get in, the, the players get in uh, the habit of going, all right, just because we moved the ball once, now I got to move it back again. And that's when it really the world opens up, and you can attack gaps, or you can get shooting or shot opportunities. 
uh, flashing from behind the zone, we talk about in practice is if you see the back of uh, a defender's head, flash right in there. All right. We just, we just never want two guys flashing in the same spot. If you see the back defender's head flashing from behind the zone. Attacking the high side, I'll show you this one on fast draw because it's easier to explain. And then I'll probably show you a little clip. And what I mean by attacking the high side is let's say you line up your zone offense like this, or maybe you put a player in the middle, so it's a 1-3-1, one, one, maybe it's a 2-3. Usually one defender will be up higher than the other one. So if you can either dribble and draw that defender out, now by attacking the high side, we want to pass to the two. Because if you look, if you were to draw a line straight down the middle of the floor, the players are loaded to the left side. All right, this guy's already in a gap. So if you were to pass it to three, it wouldn't make much sense because he's just there or she, and they're just there. It's easy to match up. But if you go and make triangles on the other side and you attack this high side, now the bottom defender has to come out. And that's what I like about attacking a 2-3 zone is if you can get that bottom defender to have to defend. It's easy. A lot of teams will hide like big guys that are slow, that don't move either in the middle or on the bottom block. And if you're making their life easy, if they don't have to come out and defend. So if you can get them to come out and defend early, now they're in a closeout situation, you can open up a pass to, you know, the short corner, the baseline. And then if you flash somebody up, you got dive down the middle or you got, oops, you got a kick out opposite. That's what I mean by attacking the high side. And when I was talking to Coach Kramer and um, attacking the zone, he went one step further because that's just what he does. And he said that, not just attacking a high side, what he would like to do, and I think it's brilliant, is when he was playing, he would dribble this defender over and drag them. So not only is he attacking the high side, he's taking that defender further out of their zone. So now when he passes it back to here, that defender has more ground to cover. All right, it opens up that side, so he's going to drag him across the zone. So hopefully that makes sense by attacking the high side of um, a 2-3 zone. Let's go with swings and skips because I, I think I think in the past we've done a pretty good job with this. So, All right, so we got a skip, and then we got a swing, and then we got a skip back. That's that's ball movement. That's what I mean. That's to me that's a beautiful possession. I don't know. I just and then we got a shot, All right, and we're gonna crash the boards. We'll talk about rebounding. So again, skip it across. One skip, swing, skip back. All right, the player probably could have took the first shot. This player probably could have took this shot right here. Got a guy running at him pretty hard. Maybe he drives it, but he, probably, he might have been able to get that off. But instead, he swings it back, trusts his teammates, and now he's got an even more open shot. In a perfect world, uh, we're all shooters around here, but I would put, I love putting the shooters on the wings. All right, or somehow if your point guard brings it up and then getting them to that wing. But yes, I've got to put my best shooter or a good shooter on there. And that way the defense has to come out because if you can't shoot kind of back to those X's and O's or you can't be a threat to shoot, then just like we talked about, you know, that's a great point coach, uh, his song, this guy could just stay there, you know, and I, you know, two, three, sometimes they'll fake at him and fade back. So yeah, I think it's a great idea to have your shooters on either wings, um, especially when the ball, if the ball does touch here, you know, then this dive, if they collapse, all right, then you got to kick out here or you got to kick out opposite to those shooters. And then I like skipping the ball across, like you saw in those clips, the shooters 
on the wings? It's a good question. All right. Um, screening against the zone. Um, I would say majority of the teams that I coach would do the top one pretty good. We did the seal screen okay, and then ball screens. If I were um, working with a team that could attack off the dribble or you had ball screens in your offense, I'd run a ton of ball screens against the zone because I think it's really deadly. And I'll show you a couple of clips. And I know Coach Burton, who's not here tonight, uh, the clips are actually from him. And they run a ball screen offense against it. But pin screens are anything that pin the defense in. So it could be off of a cut, meaning I cut and my defender kind of goes with me and I just pin them in. And what you want, though, is somebody has to flood behind. So every pin screen, there's a flood. Um, and then off of a dribble, you could dribble, pitch it back, and then a backside rotation, which I have one clip of that. Um, but let me, let's show Can you explain the flood, Coach? Yep, for sure. Show right here on fast sure. So I'll go back to this frame because it's kind of blank and easier. One has the ball. And what do I mean by a flood is, let's say we do attack the high side, throw it over the two. And then the one, X one's probably going to drop either to this gap or they're going to run over here. Doesn't matter. Let's say they, they take the ball and they bump the X three back. One can cut here and pin this player in because they're probably going to be like the nail area. Pin them in. And what I mean by flooding is this player comes in from behind. And what that does is opens up a shot opportunity because now they have to close out through this defender. That's flooding. Another example of a flood behind a pin screen, let's say this player dribbles down here, two dribbles. All right. And then uh, five maybe relocates. But two, like, jump stops, reverse pivots, we want to flood behind them because technically this is almost like X3 zone. So now we're overloading that zone a little. And imagine this player drives down, engages the bottom defender, pitches it back and kind of just puts their hands up and kind of just screens that for that pitch um, back. So that's another way to pin a, the defense. Other way is a backside pin. So let's say we throw it over to the three. You could do this one of two ways, you know, but let's say the two or the one pins in all right x2 what we want to do is we want to flood that player's spot meaning we go right here all right so then we got that skip across because we're pinning if he were to fight over or she were to fight over we got like a slip inside um so that's what pinning um the defense and flooding behind it is what i'm talking about and let um, me interrupt you real quick coach this yeah, is ahead. i mean i just think this is one of my probably favorite ways when it comes to screening I and mean, there's a lot of ways you can screen a, a zone but screening with the flood i think is one of the most effective, I see it a lot for a corner three. Like if you had, um, let's say the ball on the left wing, you had a player in a strong side corner, and then you had a player more so at the top of the key area. And if the ball went down to, if you had a player in the left corner, if uh, two has the ball right now, and uh, you threw it down to the four, who let's say they're spotting up for a three, and you threw it down there, and then you immediately swung it back up to the two. One comes over kind of the seam. You pass it to the to the one. So now the one has the basketball, and the one dribbles over to where the X two is. Four steps in 
to, to pin pin screen the X4 and the four just slips right behind right there. You just kick the it two? out for the two goes to That's the corner. Yep. And, and I, I just see a lot of different actions like that where there's somebody in, in the corner and then they step in and you either drop them from the wing down to the corner or you bring a cutter through from the baseline side underneath the defense to, to that spot. And, um, you know, th that type of flood is always really effective from at least the games I've seen. Uh, yeah, I hundred percent agree. And um, to add on to that, it's, it's basically like anytime, well, you know, you have the benefit of knowing the rotation of a two, three zone. Like, you know, when the ball's going to go here, this is where the, what they're going to do, how they're going to rotate compared to, if you're going against a man, are they going to fight over? Are they going to hedge screens? Are they going to switch screens? Uh, you know how they're going to defend for the most part, two, three. So if you can pin in their rotation, because this player knows I got to go from this block out to this corner. And if you can put a body in his way and make his life tougher or her life tougher, it's it's just that much more beneficial to your zone offense. Um, so you pin him in, get that shot out there. Um, good point, though. I, yeah, that's, that's one pin that I didn't go over, kind of that drive, kick looking pin and pin to the corner um let's see the next one sorry is a seal screen and what that is it's basically think of it as like a moving screen and i have a, a clip i think of it that i'll show you um actually no i'll just bring it up when i go over uh cycling so you'll see it later it'll just be in a different clip Thank you for listening to this episode on 2-3 Zone Offense. Certainly hope that you found it beneficial. If there's anything we could do for you, please let me know. I mean, this was 15, 20 minutes of audio from about an hour presentation. Like I said, Coach Troshak has just completed the Zone Offense course for our CoachesEdge.coach members that's going to be uh, revealed next month. And man, there's just so many things that we continue to build and work on. And I just can't tell you how much I've gotten better in the past month and a half that coachesedge.coach has been live. And we would love for you to, to join the team, join us, become part of our community, our membership. Uh, it's been a lot of fun and you know, bottom line, we get better. And uh, what's, what's more fun than getting better is getting better together. And that's what we're about with the Coach's Edge. So if you have any questions, please let me know. Reach out, contact at KramerBasketball.com. Twitter is at Coach's Edge 1. Have a great day and get after it.